The powers of the universe had brought three malevolent minds together to form an unorthodox alliance. Through the marvels of technology and by the power of Craig, you have found them. First, there's Cat. Holds the powers of dark knowledge, horror movies, and too much true crime. And then there's Keller. With dominion over the bot Craig, she wields control over technological forces and has possession of the sacred written word. And then there's me, Dick, the keeper of the ancient films and knower of all facts that are fun. And together with their powers combined, they are the Clip Critics. There he is. <laughs> Thanks, Craig. Craig didn't want to join us the first time. I was upset. <laughs> he did not believe we deserved to be recording. No, he didn't. But he's here now. I, I say I love the way the room looks from this camera. Like, very <laughs> Your room looks thing. great. This is just a computer room. This isn't, like, special. You have, <laughs> like, a, a cave, an entertainment cave. No, you that's downstairs. <laughs> yeah, that's the basement. Oh, I miss being a basement troll. That was good times. Although I do have fun stuff up here. Like, look, Disney Channel magazines from the early 80s. Oh, boy. Of course they had a magazine. I don't know why I'm even... I was getting it's ready to be like, what? a paid subscription. Oh, that's right. You weren't alive for it. I, I wasn't here for that. And if the I was, I Dis was very small. The last Disney Channel magazine to be printed, and it was like they gone down to like two pages. It was just this little flip thing. Was nineteen ninety seven? Oh, I was I was exactly seven years old. Yeah, probably not. I do remember I had like a weird memory flashback though when I was very very little and lived in Alaska still, and my dad was still alive. I remember we used to watch um, the Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. It was yep. the very yep. tail end of it because I was very young and it was kind of on its way out. So you mean the the new Mickey Mouse Club, right? MMC? Not like the cartoons. Like there were kids, but they had started, they had moved away from like the kids like, being in shows to the kids being in the in-between. And then there were cartoons. And then there was like a group of kids. So you're talking about the one with like Christina Aguilera and Justin Timberlake and those Although you probably yeah, didn't know. I didn't know it was them. I just saw like, other, I was like, oh, other kids that are slightly older than me. How cute. And um, my yeah. mom reminded me he had called in once and got a happy birthday wish for me done where they were like, we'd like to wish Christina a happy birthday. Yay. Honorary oh. clubhouse. And I was like, oh, shit, I forgot. Yeah. That is amazing. That's a so super cute. cute memory, and they didn't have any, you know, put it on the internet or it's not true, so all I have are my memories. So hang on, I'm going to send you a link here for a second. Over here in our little... Can you and hear me? Oh, okay, good. Yeah, we can hear you. I'm... Yeah. But we are... Remember, we are recording, though, guys, so, like, we're... Oh. Seeing... Yeah, uh, well, oh, yeah. Can, can ah. say what we're here to talk about, I guess. I got distracted because um, I'm trying to set up my webcam. Uh. That's what all my crinkle is. I'm trying to do webcam stuff, and I got distracted <laughs> and forgot that we were recording, and then we got sidetracked on Disney, and then I was like, oh, crap, right, we're recording. And we'll wander uh, right off in conversation yeah, all the way away. You guys won't listen to a damn thing I have to say. That is hysterical. Yes, hilarious. Uh, how do I so here's a question for you guys I wanted to post the link 
up in our link box, but now that we have the video, it's taken over the link box. How do how do I get the talking box back? Click on the like you see on the left hand side where it says general or the boss ladies room or anything like yes. that. You just click on them. It, it tells should... me I'm about to switch rooms. Yeah, you'll be fine. Oh, okay. Right. It corners me like it takes my screen and corners me. Where did he go? No, he went into the other voice. <laughs> he changed to the general oh, uh, voice studio. <laughs> what a dummy! He'll be back. It's okay. I do the. I have. I have no concept of techno technological. That's the other voice channel, Richard. Not the other. <laughs> the other text channel. Oh, there's a text channel down here. Oh, please, please oh. don't be on my keyboard. Oh, there we go. Ah. Did it do the thing. Okay. Look at that. I learned. I can open it on my phone and look over here so that I don't have to move around. Okay, fine, cool. Now how do I go back to the, the video? Thank you. You just click okay. on the recording studio channel. I am trapped in Egypt with a cat in my lap, apparently. Okay. Okay, I'm going to plug this in. See what we get. Some information. Is that what you just posted? Oh, there we yeah. go. Yeah, I posted there it you is. A... There. Oh, baby. Everlake. Oh, He's in some hot water right now. People are all kinds of mad at Justin Timberlake. Are they? Oh, why? What do you do? No, they're mad at him for like, it's kind of about how his career kind of got propelled forward. And then Britney and Janice Jackson, Janet Jackson just kind of like, like you whores and that's what they got and so justin was like hey man i'm sorry i didn't stick up for you guys and everybody's like men men are satan so he's in some trouble right now for like waiting 20 years to apologize for not sticking up for either of them oh. he probably should have been like Oh no! What he should have done. Hey, hey! we're all here. See you. Can you see me too? Because my my face still has the corgi. Yeah, I don't know why. I mean, my, like my little my angle's not the best, but I'm here. Hey, you can see my fish. Yeah. <laughs> okay, who's gonna play Alice? I feel like we're in the Brady Bunch. <laughs> me, I don't know enough you. about it. Just know how to say Marsha a lot. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Okay, now that, now that my okay. technical problems for the night have been solved, Betty White, that's why we're here today. Because we're yeah. here to honor we discuss all things Betty. Betty White. Because she's the best in the entire country. Can't agree on the fact that she was here for 99 years and it was too short. It was. She deserved another 200. She did. She did. We all miss Betty White. I will say, though, to the woman's credit, like, she died in her sleep. She lived an amazing lifestyle. She had all her recognizances all the way up to the end. And when she died, literally the entire world mourned her. Yeah. I mean, that's mass love right there. You don't get better than that. She got her own golden book. Like, you don't get better than that. No, I don't think... Hey, we see you. I don't think I have ever... I didn't sense, like, Steve Irwin, I guess. 
Yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, I don't think I've ever met a single person that doesn't like Betty White. And I think, yeah, Steve Irwin's the same way. I don't think I've ever met a single person that doesn't like Steve Irwin. I've never seen Steve, Steve Irwin. What? Well, you gotta remember, I'm terrified of snakes, so I wouldn't watch yeah, those. He more than snakes. Well, I know. Other things. But there was too many snakes for me to tune in. There were a in. lot of snakes. Okay, there were a lot of snakes. Yeah, there's nothing <laughs> the wrong, Ke- uh, uh, Keller, with your with your your voice. It's muffled. Why is my voice muffled? Do you hear know, it too? Far away. She sounds far away. My microphone's like this. That's the microphone. I don't know why. Weird. Weird. I wonder if it has to do with the the camera because that's the only thing that's different. Oh, maybe. Either way, it doesn't really matter. Oh, I mean, we can I'm still off. hear you. You just sound a little muffled. Well, I mean, I'll have to figure it out. Well, well hold on. If I, I did it. I was in yeah. like robo voice for Is an entire better? episode. No, you're still muffled. I'll figure it out some other time. Yeah. I okay, ended so up Betty having White. to take the thing off my microphone. Anyway, yeah, Betty White. Yeah, Richard, what do you tell us? Learns us about some things. Okay, so I have pulled up uh, a list of, of programming that she has. Turn on the light. Um, but Betty White is somebody who recently, like, I, I, I usually go, my rarest show that I know her from is usually Golden Palace because nobody's ever heard of it. And Golden Palace has had my heart for years because one of the very first conversations I ever had with a coworker once upon a time at Walmart who considered himself the king of all things media. And he, we were That's doing trivia. Brag. And it was. And this was in 1997. And it was like, well, name the second show that B. Arthur, uh, not B. Arthur, that um, Rue McClanahan and, and Betty White and... Um, yeah, that's her name. And, and other, and other yeah. person. I usually, Estelle Getty, there it is. All started together. And he couldn't get it. He had no idea. And then when I said Golden Palace, and it kind of hit him, and then he was like, that doesn't count. That's a spinoff of the Golden Girls. It's just another season. But it was something that I knew and won from that moment on. I kind of just triumphed. And I kind of kept it right there because, you know, I... I watched them from episode one because I was staying with my grandmother a lot at that point, and she was having me record them, and she was so upset that Golden Girls had ended. So, you know, we started, and I am one of the few people that liked it more because I never, so as a child, I didn't care for B. Arthur's character as a kid. I always thought she was grumpy, and I didn't like her, and... I always liked the others. So when they got rid of her and at my young age, I mean, <laughs> her snarkiness, I love now, but the time frame in which it was in, I did not. And, um, you know, I became very, and Cheech Marin was hysterical. Oh, I love Cheech Marin. I mean, he just, he just was. So I enjoyed it. I'll, you know, um, the episodes I used to recite, except for that terrible line about Dr. Quinn medicine slut, um, you know, <laughs> It's toward the end of the series. <laughs> Sophia says it going through the dining room. Um, <laughs> I, have to, I haven't entirely finished the season yet, but I've been like over the last two days, like binge watching it and just like playing it until I fall asleep. Yep. Um, and I really, I actually really enjoy it. Like I've watched Golden Girls too, and it's, it's fine. It's charming and adorable and the characters are cute. Um, 
my uh, like I didn't realize the Golden Palace was a different TV show because I just would channel, never too. paid attention to it. And then and you brought it up, and I realized it's its own entity. Yeah, I was like, oh man, and they got like political call-outs oh, yes. in there, and it's very forward-thinking, and they actually talk about some heavy things. I was like, look at you guys, Mister Roger, and it up and making oh, people talk yeah. about shit. It was written by Mark Cherry and um, Wooten, Jamie Wooten. Um, and they are the two that brought the five Mrs. Buchanan's to the screen. Mark Cherry created Desperate Housewives. Um, they oh, were that ruined my generation. Desperate <laughs> Housewives? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's the stupidest thing. Oh, it's I want fantastic. Mean Girls Club. That's the you reason mean, all the millennials suck. So, so just to tell you, just to, because I have you both here, when... You, even though you may have a negative thought process of it, take Desperate Housewives episode one, season one, and just watch it once. Give it the 45 it's a big minutes. Ask. It's Whoa. the funniest thing I have ever seen. I was dying. And then I was hooked. Like I it's mean and snarky and sarcastic. Season and one, the wonderful. one with Alexis, what's her face, who literally writes a song about herself? Nice. I'm going to say Dude. no. Okay, so I don't know a lot about Desperate Housewives, but I do listen to a podcast with a character who loves Desperate Housewives, and so therefore I've seen clips. Yeah. And there's one character in one of the seasons who is the third wife. And all her, like, they're all doing their talking about their friend thing. And they're like, she's the third wife, and she knows she's the third wife, and she likes to spend the money, and she knows she can spend the money. And she literally will have many pet project careers and one was where she wrote a song about herself. It was like, are you talking about real awful. housewives? No, it's one of the housewives. Is there a difference? Are there different um, ones? Real housewives is some kind of a reality show that was awful and terrible. It's desperate housewives, not a reality show. It is not. It's scripted and it's oh. filmed like a normal TV show. Oh, and the, the theme song is by, um, the guy who does all of Tim Burton's, Danny Elfman. I literally thought that was like a, 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 a not so what? A lot of people <laughs> do confuse it with Real Housewives, and that's why I said that because I've seen every episode, and what you just described has never happened. So okay, <laughs> okay, Desperate Housewives is different. I just yes, it stars Terry Hatcher from Lois and Clark, and. Um, it's got Marsha Cross from Melrose Place, and it's got um, the woman that played Edie is from, yeah, old eighty show. Um, oh, not Dallas, nope. the other one. Um, so, okay, so yes. Um, either way, so same writers of Golden Palace, and he wrote. Okay. He came in the middle of Golden Girls and was started writing from that point, and that's what really started Mark Cherry's career. But, um, so that kind of sense of humor really scrolls over into the other shows, and it's also something that the director likes to work with former uh, former actors that he's worked with, so you see the same actors pop up in all of them. Right. Which is super cool. It kind um, of works with, like, a reoccurring cast of people. We know other, other directors and script writers and stuff that do that. So there's a couple of big um, big things about Golden Palace hitting Hulu this week. 
Um, it is the first time that the show has been aired in that when digital format existed that you could download it and watch it. Um, it's never been available for a so-called modern-day bootleggers to try to get perfect copies of. Uh, the nearest time it's aired in our time frame of that was in 2005 when Lifetime had the rights. For a very limited time, they had it from, I want to say it was July to January, um, where they re got to reshoot. They went through the show, I think, four times in that time frame. And they were syndicated episodes that were cut. So they, they, they were missing big pieces, and which kind of upset me because I had original recordings. You were like, what happened to my show? What have you It done? was like, why? Why? There's this brilliant scene at the end of episode one where a robber comes into the hotel and he tries, I think it's episode one, and he tries to get um, Rose to get him stuff from the safe. And she pretends she plays stupid. Amazing. And it's called, adorable. And she thought so she much. called 911 and she called 411. That whole piece was missing from the Lifetime re airings. Really? And I was so upset because it's like, that's one of my favorite jokes. What are you doing to me? Well, and it establishes, in case you're like new to the coming in, because it is kind of next for the next generation too, Ooh. that maybe saw Golden Gr Girls as children. And then are moving into something as it reestablishes her like she's not stupid. She's just a little bit spacey. She's not yeah. stupid. Yeah. And if you take that away, you have not... essentially deleted part of her character. Right. So I was unhappy with the re -airings. I was glad that they had actually did it, but I was unhappy from the what they, you know, actually did. Yeah. Didn't stop me from recording them and having fresh copies, but I still could never get rid of my old ones. And those old ones at one point, uh, you know, finally I found somebody who did have bootlegs and I got pretty crappy quality copies for what I had. And I've enjoyed those, you know, all oh, yeah. the way up to this current time frame. So this this is a big historical thing because Disney doesn't usually release this stuff. And this was just kind of, you know dumped to the sidelines. And I think it has something to do with the network change because it jumped from NBC, where the Golden Girls was, to Golden Palace, jumped to CBS. And I think it has something to do with that because I did notice on the Hulu airings all the CBS logos are still in place, which is also really funky. Oh. Um, huh. Yeah. And then the other thing oh, that Randy. this brings now to... We are in a, in a culture that now likes to have... Um, you know, um, universes. So this is brought to light. Other people are now like, oh, they've actually Googled and got information. And suddenly they realize that the Golden Girls is the start of a Golden Verse, basically. At least that's what I'm calling it. Golden Because Golden Girls gave birth to Empty Nest. You know, um, the, the character was a doctor. He was on an episode of the Golden Girls. Then it spun off. And they became its own show. And then, of course, they showed up a couple times, nothing major. And then, of course, that show spun off into a TV show called Nurses. And Nurses was oh, hysterical. Shit. Yeah. I didn't realize and, there were so many. Yeah. And, 
And then amongst all this, um, if you watch the TV show Blossom, they did an inner network thing that they used to do a lot on ABC with TGI Friday, where yep. they would connect your shows. Yep. Blossom has a dream, and she has Sophia pop up in her dreams and talk to her. So we know that that's technically part of the Golden Verse too. Yeah, that's cool. So it it kind of it it, it kind of has its own Golden Verse that everybody has forgot of forgotten about until golden palace surfaced and now all of a sudden you have lots of people that are curious and they go looking and now it's like oh look new things and it's like ah, i've always known about these things here oh. you guys are idiots but you know late whatever the party but it's fine some of us are late to the party richard well, okay some of us weren't alive in 1992 when the show aired like that's fair like i just because i'm old <laughs> we were alive and- in 1992 Yes, yes, I was, and I was sitting. Yeah, in... we, we were alive in 1992. Oh, good. I mean, I wasn't absorbing any information. I was. I'm pretty sure I was running into doorknobs and screaming about poop or I, something. Whatever two year olds do. Concerned with being out back in the yard digging up dirt, but yeah, I'm pretty that. sure I was eating a worm. I'm but pretty it... sure at the age you were at, you could have cared less about television, unless maybe the cartoons. I was going to yeah. say, if it was colorful enough, I, I, apparently I really enjoyed Baloo's song from Jungle Book. Yeah. The Bare Necessities of Life. Yeah. <laughs> apparently yeah. was a big fan. I don't know. Doing? How old was I? Yeah, I was probably spending most of my time outside messing around in the yard with the animals. That is Stick funny. In. Now, of course, Betty White herself, right. I knew her first from Mary Tyler Moore Show reruns. Because Nick at Night used to do their their countdowns for the year, and they would pick old shows, and they'd place them there. And she ended up having a couple. I forwarded you some of those links, actually. I don't know if you watched did them or watch not. did watch one of them. I didn't. Did you find it amusing? I did find it amusing, but what I, like, where that led me was to Life of Elizabeth, which I watched a lot of and found super funny. It is super good. It really is. I mean, it's 50s, but it's good. It's fifth. I mean, some of the jokes are dated, but it's also in the sense that, like, I was watching it understanding that anyway. So for me, it was just like funny wife passively making fool of husband is very, very on brand for that kind of sitcom. And I I, I thought it was charming. I thought it was a kind of a mix between the Dick Van Dyke show and I Love Lucy. Yeah, and like actually, I'm I, surprised it didn't catch more. I mean, it I lasted like two it. years. Two years is oh, good yeah. for them. I honestly, like, <laughs> I forget how long TV shows can run. Because when you read it, you're like, oh, it's, you know, so many episodes. You're like, oh, okay, I guess that's a couple days of watching. But no, that would be years of episode mm-hmm. by episode release once a week. Right. Yeah. Um. What used to be that a standard a standard season now, mind you. I don't know if it was different in it'd be before 1970, but because I haven't really researched it, I should. But your standard episode run is 22 episodes a season. Right. So, but I'm pretty sure that I Love Lucy had 32, and that number is sticking with me. And that's why I think it might have been different as you got back to the 50s because there was less on the TV and more time to fill. So they may have done something like that. Um, but yeah, your standard episodes are 22 episodes unless it's a special order. 
Well, in there, I would understand if there were slightly more because of I Love Lucy, because they usually did, like, special episodes, right? You got an extra They back, didn't back then. Oh, they didn't do that? No, not not generally. Like, in the 90s, like, 90s they did, absolutely. Like, and I remember, like, my a big Dr. Quinn fan, I was. I, I had a thing for Jane Seymour um, as growing up, and... <laughs> She shook her head. I saw that. <laughs> wow. I see the snark. Well, one year Dr. Quinn was really major. Uh, it was it was 2003 to 2004. Yeah, um, or 93 to 94. Yeah, exactly. Uh, 93 to 94. They CBS ordered three specials and that gave me three two hour movies. Basically, amongst and really, it's just two episodes back to back. But because they presented it as a movie format, the the TV geek inside me geeked out pretty hard over well, that. He's super stoked. Yeah, and then we get a big two page ad in TV Guide, and yeah, life was of course was good. I didn't get to. Cool. I just remember Doctor Quinn Saturday night, typically at eight p.m. And the two-hour-long specials were super exciting because I got to stay up till ten o'clock on Saturday night. Oh yeah, that's fair. Oh, <laughs> that means you didn't get to watch Christy. Christy was super good too. Yeah, Christy was good, but I was also like eight. Oh yes. What is my dog doing? Oh, well, they're talking about bringing her original show back. Uh, Life goes on. Like they're going to remake that, and they're bringing her back as the main character. So Kelly Martin will be on TV again. What? Which I Ooh. found interesting. So, um, go ahead. ahead. (laughs) No, I was going to pull us back to Betty White, but I don't mind staying off this tangent. And this was kind of going back to the Betty White. I think what Golden Girls and the Golden Palace and really Betty White in general has kind of taught us is that in a weird way, passively, a lot of people are freaking out about cancel culture and they're going to erase the 50s. But this is kind of a standing ovation to like, Maybe that's not entirely true. We've got the Golden Palace coming back. There's almost a renaissance happening with older TV shows where people are revisiting them. Well, I mean, when you stop to think about it, I Love Lucy just had a movie made that is up for Oscar. I was just thinking that you can't get rid of I Love Lucy and like Mr. Ed. When, when if people were to really pick apart I Love Lucy and they realize that things like blackface and stuff were used amongst the episodes, there probably would be a huge uproar. Oh, yeah. Or you um, could care and all the fuck over it. Absolutely. I could oh, find yeah. a way. I can I find can. a way to hate everything. I'm not saying that there's, there's shit wrong with I Love Lucy. Oh, there totally is, especially in today's day and age. And should that be, you know, be talked about? Oh, definitely. Was there shit that was wrong? Oh, for sure. Well, let's also look at it too. Like there was, there was stuff in I Love Lucy that was groundbreaking. There was stuff that Betty White did that was groundbreaking. Absolutely. Like, and it, it, that also needs to be talked about and looked at and given the props that it needs to be given. I agree. Absolutely. So Betty White is known for like she had her Betty White show, which lasted two seasons, and then she had Life with Elizabeth, which also lasted two seasons. Um, she did a bunch of one-offs. You know, she was on an episode of The Millionaire. She was on an episode of um, The Eddie Albert Show. Um, she did Date with Angels, uh, which is 33 episodes long. Um, she didn't... I think that's the show where 
somebody in the somebody else in the cast heard they didn't jive very well, and she went oh. to the network, and that's what kind of kind of ended that. Um, I did hear an incident with Betty. Well, no, that was the Betty White show where they had a gentleman who was a dancer, and they were like, "Yeah, but can we get like a white guy instead?" And she was like, "No." No, 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 no. <laughs> no. Very different no, incident. Yeah, it, was, it was a black Very guy. different interest. It, 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 yeah. No, no, I know what you're talking about. It was a black gentleman. And yeah. they were like, we don't, we don't like this. So she gave him more screen time. Yeah. <laughs> she was like, you know. His own shit. He's like, you know what? Fuck you, fight me here. He can have more screen time. It's my show. It was yeah. her fuck you, fight me moment. And it was <laughs> beautiful. <laughs> Now she did do a bunch of game shows and stuff. Um, I find her game show appearances a lot of fun. Um, you know, a thousand dollar pyramid. She was on there all the time. Um, she was on episodes of To Tell the Truth, and apparently Super Password, which I didn't see a lot, so I never saw her on Super Password. Um, I feel like she, she should have done a Price of Right is right. Did she or not? Price is right. What's the other one? The Jeopardy. Name, uh... Jeopardy. Jeopardy. Oh. Wheel. God damn it. Wheel of Fortune. Hit the buzzer. You're supposed to guess What's like the top line? five most common answers. Oh, Family Feud. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Christ. I don't. You know what? I know we're not used to having the cameras, but I like this because it's like charades with with cat, and this is great. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, she popped up on an episode of Petticoat Junction, which I love Petticoat Junction. Her appearance was quite funny. Um, lots of guest stars. And then she hit her job on the Mary Tyler Moore show where she was Sue Ann Nivens, the happy homemaker. And she has a a series running that's a cooking show at this network that's opposite the news team where Mary works and occasionally they cross over. My funniest the funniest episode is where they think she's poisoned somebody and it turns into a war and at one point there's things exploding in the kitchen and she has Mary down under a table and she says if you can't take the heat, dear get out of the kitchen. And I died. Yeah. I love that line, but I never knew where it came from. If you can't take the heat, get out of the kitchen. That's where it comes from? Well, that's I don't amazing. It. I, that's the first time I heard it. I don't know if that's officially where it came from. but That might have been when it started getting used. Teddy said it. That's where it comes from. She has another episode where she, or, you know, her sister's in town and her sister's doing terrible things. And she's having a breakdown and you see her heart-shaped vibrating bed. And that is also hysterical because... Remember, in Mary Tyler Moore, she was Blanche. <laughs> she always played the easy hooker-type character. That was, that was her. What did they keep calling Blanche in descript? They call her oversexed, which I thought was yeah. hilarious. Well, they call her everything. Doesn't they call her at one point? Like, well, in Golden Girls, she tried out for the role of Blanche before she tried... So you went, uh, um, yeah, Rose. There we go. <laughs> I kept wanting to call her Sue Ann. Ah. <laughs> I mean, I'm not wrong. Um, she she was really good friends with you know Vicky Lawrence and Carol Burnett, 
and she was brought on to the Carol Burnett show for a couple of skits. Um, you know, and she was on the Mama Family skits, and that turned into a TV show. So she was, I think, a sister, the sister-in-law on Mama's Family, and that lasted a good chunk of time. But her and Rue McClanahan worked on that show together before, oh. before doing Golden Girls. Um, she popped up apparently throughout the eighties on series like Who's the Boss, Saying Elsewhere, and Hotel. She did Alf Loves a Mystery. Now, Alf Loves a Mystery, of course, they would have been there. Alf Loves a Mystery, I think, has all the Golden Girls on it. Alf Loves a Mystery was a two-hour special where Alf and two kids are going through this house, and they discover the new shows that are coming to NBC. That's hilarious. It was hilarious. That's so adorable. you have right. I mean, two two of my cast members from Rags to Riches are on it, which is why I own it. Um, but yes, <laughs> but but you have the Golden Girls is included in that too because it was nineteen eighty seven. So, Elf loves the mystery is just fun. Everybody should watch it. Look it up. My cat broke it. And she apparently popped on soap soap operas. Now, I just learned about this. I didn't know she popped up on soap operas. So, Santa Barbara, Another World, Days of Our Lives. She's been on all of them. Okay, I sauntered away. I'm here. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> I tracked you. Everybody just, like, dissipated. I was, like, talking to my child. Keller, like, wandered away. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Oh, then, of course, you know, in the 90s, Carol Carol Burnett came back with Carol and Company, and Betty White was part of that. Um, and she did a TV movie called Chance of a Lifetime when that was in the early 90s. I want to say that that was a Hallmark Hall of Fame. Please don't confuse that with a Hallmark movie, because it's not one of the Hallmark Channel movies. The Hallmark Hall of Fames are much better. Um, Are they owned by the same person, though? Or not the same per- well, the same conglomerate. Hallmark Company, as a side note, made the Hallmark uh, the the Hallmark Hall of Fame movies, and they were prominent from the '60s on up. Well, they better funded. It, yeah, they they, they okay. Hallmark paid for them to be made. It wasn't until the late '90s though that Hallmark had the option of creating a channel, and then when oh, they okay. created the channel, they kind of went. Haywire, and it became Christmas everywhere all the time. So many bad Christmas movies. So like, much. You're... So when you see the cookie cutter movies <laughs> that come out of Hallmark, and you say Hallmark, you immediately groan. I, yeah. At least I do. But there was a time when those Hallmark movies were special. They showed them twice a year on CBS. You, you know, they 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 were something that the family could watch. They were almost like the magical world of Disney. And so. Um, Much like course, Betty White, they were just known for being charming and for everyone, and not a cookie cutter. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, though. I, I don't know if you two heard the blip or not, but I post pictures in the general chat. My cat's broken. Did you your see your cat broken? broken? Oh no! What happened to the cat? I want to see. I can't shrink. I can't shrink down all this to try to go see it again. But I'm trying I to figure out which way this cat is bent. Yeah. Oh, okay, I see it. Yeah. <laughs> Text it to my phone. Send me the photo to my phone, then I can yeah, see it. Now. I'll send it. I'll send it through the. Oh, 
Brian says you got a weird cat. I do have a weird cat. Yes, I do. Sleeps like my ferrets. <laughs> yes, it does. It sleeps like our ferrets. Oh. Amazing. So Broken right after kidding. Golden like... Palace ended, um, CBS kept Betty. And they brought her back on a TV show called Bob, which is Bob Newhart. Uh, this was the rendition TV show where Bob is a comic book artist. And it was one of those one-off shows that my grandmother taped that I was always mad for years I couldn't find it. It's now on DVD. So just to let oh, you know, shit. Bob is wonderful. It lasted two seasons. Short-lived comic book writer and Betty White plays his boss in season two. See, in my head canon, then it has to be like Silent Bob, right? Because <laughs> that would be amazing. That's amazing. I'm sure it's not, but I would like it to be. So then she plays uh, Mark Sloan's sister in Diagnosis Murder in an episode, and that was pretty funny. Nice. I remember yeah. Diagnosis Murder. Yes. Diagnosis Murder is a spinoff of Jake and the Fat Man. I don't know that one. The names oh. they had for these TV shows, but it was always just like the so-and-so show, or it's like so-and-so and the some sort of shamey name insert here. Right, yeah. Jake and the Fat Man was a rad show. I have them all. All of them. They're wonderful. Um, I have all a diagnosis murder too, though. Mm-hmm. Um, so then she... Uh, we're up to the other TV show, right? Yeah, maybe this time. I don't know if you remember maybe this time. It only lasted one season. It was super fun. She was the grandmother. It was... It was, it was created by Michael Jacobs. He wrote... Um... Yeah, the show I didn't want. <laughs> he, he wrote things. Michael Jacobs' productions. He did stuff. like the Torkelsons, which I did like, okay. and the terrible show where he talks to Mr. Feeney through the fence. Boy Meets World. I, I, did, <laughs> I didn't enjoy. Really I didn't enjoy specific memory. I didn't enjoy Boy <laughs> Meets World very well. Through the fence. Through the fence, Mr. Feeney. Like fence. fence. It was his fence neighbor. Yeah, and it was the voice of Kit. I think it was over a hedge, but... Yeah, something like that. I didn't watch it very much, so you can tell that. And, of course, Michael Jacobs helped create dinosaurs. Oh, <laughs> I do love dinosaurs. But then again, I love the Torkelsons, too. So. Good movie. No, not the movie. What? No, not the movie. Oh no, God, I'm the baby. I love me. Oh, I baby only knew that... I only knew the the movie. Earl Sinclair? No. Sinclair, not the mama. Not the I mama. only know the movie. I've only seen the movie. I didn't know that it was a TV show. But she's not getting the the reference lines. So I've Jim heard Henson, the not the mama thing. Jen Jim Henson made a Jim Henson and Michael Jacobs uh, created a puppet series about dinosaurs called dinosaurs. Called dinosaurs. Not to be confused with that terrible Disney 3D movie that was an old version of Land Before Time, right down to the no, Great Valley. No, it was with puppets and stuff. It was a movie. TV show. Hang on. I can do this. I can literally lift my phone and show you pictures so I can see if you're thinking what we're thinking. That's amazing. Think of the creepy wet puppets that were always wet for some time for some reason, and there was wet puppets. I don't know. They looked Hang wet on. to me. What are you talking about? Creepy wet puppets. Is this 
what you remember. Yes. Oh, thank God. That's not a movie. That's a series. Every Why did week. I think it was a movie. I don't know. Weird. Hang on. Now I'll show her the terrible dinosaur movie. Ugh. I really hate sure this. Sure, they movie. never made it a movie? I'm 100% you positive. It on video and you thought it was a movie. Oh, Maybe yeah. I'd like. Yeah, that could be. That, that could be. No, it's a TV show. Wasn't it part of TGI Friday for a while? was seen that too i saw that in theaters but that was many years later yes and that should have been uh, that's the terrible movie it also kind of looked like puppets but well they were computer animated it was a computer generated film that was basically the entire plot line of the land before time but they switched it to old dinosaurs instead of young and I was so angry. I'm sitting there in the theater and they get through and I look over to Tanya and be like, look, it's the Great Valley. And she started smacking me because I was ruining the movie for her. It was, though. It was. It was terrible. Anywho. I mean, it was, as a child, I was like, hero's journey with dinosaurs. But yeah, it was Land Before Time. Land Before Time. I don't know. No, Osiris, he rolled over and he's sleeping with his eyes open. Sleeping on his head? No, his eyes are open. He's passed out. <laughs> he's he's what? Ew, I don't like that. <laughs> that is amazing. Tape him shut or something. I don't know why he does that. He's so fucking weird. Okay. Anyways, Betty White. So Betty White, she, um, you know, besides bouncing in and out of quite a few TV shows throughout the, throughout the 90s, just episodes here and there, um, she's also started doing a lot of voice work. So she did, you know, voice on King of the Hill and a voice on the TV sh- Disney's Hercules, and then the Wild Thornberries, where she did three episodes. Uh, Teacher's Pet, and just hey, you a- Hercules. Hercules. Uh, she did a voice of Hestia in the episode Hercules and the Tiff on Olympus. So if you remember, Hercules had a cartoon series. It was part yeah. of that. Okay. Oh, I deleted that information, and I wish it had stayed that way. <laughs> Oh, if you think that's bad, you should watch Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, the TV series. Oh. Why? Why did Disney I stop it? Thing, and now I wish I didn't know. Oh, there's only 56 <laughs> no, episodes. No, Richard, stop. It's too bad. many. Too <laughs> many. Bad. Super bad. Well, then, you know, Lifetime did do an intimate portrait episode on her. Oh, my which, God. Which was cool. Intimate porn, and I'm my, that's where my brain went. <laughs> Sorry. How dare you defile Betty? My brain stopped at intimate porn, and I was like, Betty. Uh, that's not Betty Page. Betty. It's Betty White. Yeah, that's the other. I was like, that's the other Betty. I'm sorry. This is the naked one. We love her too. She's great. Well, so Betty White was also in four episodes of that '70s show. Um, she was oh, in three yeah, episodes of the. Three episodes of The Practice. Yep. Um, three episodes of My Wife and Kids. Uh, recurring role on Boston Legal. Uh, 16 episodes in total. Nice. Um, you know, popped up on My Name is Earl. I don't know why, but even Jane Seymour did that. Uh, oh, my name is Earl. God, I hate that show. <laughs> And, yeah, right about now, now that we're hitting, we're coming into like 2000, 2006 to 2009 era. 
and for some reason people are starting to pick up that she's kind of snarky and she's super funny and people suddenly notice her and i don't know really if there's a specific role in here that i can say definitely stemmed it i'm going to bet that it was probably either her role on on um the middle or maybe community or possibly even 30 Rock, because she started to hit some of the bigger known shows, you know, that were super popular, where she would hit an episode here and there. And that's when you really had that big, that big takeoff. Um, and was, uh, you're probably going to get to it, never mind. I was going to ask Cleveland. about a TV show, but I, yep. Okay, hot in Cleveland, yeah. Um, Nickelodeon started to piece together, and they brought a lot of people back from old TV shows, and they combined them into one show. And they had Betty White be the old sarcastic one. And Hot in Cleveland is where, like, but at this point, she had already started to have that in that pickup from all those other shows. And Hot in Cleveland hit, uh, hit such a time that everybody started watching it because of the old actors, and it really pushed her into the forefront light where she stayed. Um, so we're hitting right about 2010, as Hot in Cleveland was getting um, popular, they she got greenlighted for a series called Betty White's Off Their Rockers, which is kind of like an America's Funniest Home Videos for for old people. I don't know if you ever watched Off Their Rockers. It's just old people falling down. Really, not no, not just falling down. They they pull pranks. They you know lock them in porta potties. They oh no, it's too wrong. It's, it's, it's a very and each episode she would end like she would go out and they would film people that weren't her and she would kind of host the show and during the middle she would have like big muscled up men that were massaging her pouring her wine at home or yep funny stuff and really mixing it in and cementing that oh my god Betty White um, relationship oh and you know there was also the movie The Proposal. And that proposal helped market her right into that time frame, too. Because, um, you know, that line where she's looking for Sandra Bullock's boobs and she's like, it's like an Easter egg hunt. Like an Easter egg hunt. They're in there somewhere. (laughs) Like that really, like all of this cemented into everybody throwing her a birthday party on national television. So you had Betty White's 90th birthday that was televised live. She was super excited to like all kinds of people came out and it was a great outpouring of love and comedy and was funny and it it was a fun i don't know if you saw it or not um it was nominated for an emmy um oh damn yeah yeah um that's how i got my copy i have a screener copy of it for the emmys so i I have kind of an authentic (laughs) as authentic as you can get but um from that point on, everybody realized how old she was, and it, she never really left the limelight after that. After that point, and her and Ryan Reynolds had developed such a friendship since the proposal, anyway, that they really played off each other all the way up to two days before her death. Yeah. So, I was watching some of their their YouTube videos of her and Deadpool's feud, and it's yeah. super hilarious because <laughs> yeah, she's. So genuine. And if you do any amount of looking into it, you can see that she's always been very encouraging and very sweet. But there are videos out there where she's talking mad shit about Deadpool and it's super funny. 
Well, also, all throughout Deadpool, you'll see that Ryan Reynolds paid an extra bit of money to have um, B. Arthur shirts Arthur and shirts. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, also throughout it. Yeah. Um, which I thought was really cool. So, and, you know, during during the, the last few years, she really has been mainly doing voice work. And that's probably smarter. Um, she did do, there was a documentary called Betty White, the first lady of television, played up on Netflix until a couple days ago that she did participate in, and that was in 2018. And um, there was an episode back in the 70s that I seemed to skip over that was very, very important to her. And I think it was called the Pet Set. Yes, nineteen seventy one. Now I know huge animal advocate. I, she was huge, huge into animals. I she probably liked animals more than she liked people, which I completely concur. I was gonna say, like, <laughs> sign me up. Everybody, raise your hands. What? What? <laughs> but that set is something that they told her would never take off, and blah 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 blah. And you know, something like it lasted 31 episodes, which is two seasons for them. Like, it was like a season oh, and a half. And they had celebrities bring on their pets, and they would do nothing but talk about pets for the entire shows. Um, also, I think it's cool that um, MPI Video put it out as a DVD set. So, it's just something oh, out of the ordinary. Yeah, something out of the ordinary that would have been dear and dear to her heart. Mm-hmm. Um, after she died, of course, um, it came out like a lot of stuff with her, her last husband, Alan Ludden, and um, her and him, and how like she was definitely, definitely obsessed with him. She always was, and even after he, like, I guess her her last words have been reported that she was talking to him in her sleep. So, but either way. Um, one thing that I was not aware of was that they were big Oz book fans, and her favorite author was Alfred Baum. And I found this fantastic picture of her and her husband, and this big old stack of Oz books, and not just the Frank Baum ones, the Ruth Plumley Thompson ones. And I have no idea when it was taken. I'm going to say probably somewhere in the 50s and 60s. Yeah. But Betty would have been from the generation from when she was born that people gave Oz books for Christmas, like their Christmas present every year. Religiously, was an Oz book for like three decades. So, yeah. like, she would have been part of that. So. I'm assuming that that's where her attachment came from. Mm-hmm. I just didn't know that she had that. And I'm, you know, being such an Oz fan myself, I was very surprised to find out something that I really didn't know. Yeah, it's cool. Um, after all, of course, there was a big thing online after she was starting to get popular where everybody was like, she needs to host Saturday Night Live. And, you know, the pressure from the people all got to them, and they invited her on to host Saturday Night Live, so she got to do that as well. Um, she got to do a lot of, just a lot of cool stuff that she... she... She is definitely a testament to, like, if you keep doing... And I think there's another, maybe it was Joan Rivers, who said, if you just... If you keep doing things, if you keep putting yourself and your things and your art and things, shit that makes you happy out there, people will eventually notice. You give them no choice. And I always thought that was a really kind of fascinating way of thinking about life. And I was like, oh, shit. I mean, if we look down back on her movie career, because, you know, I, st- I stuck with the focus of t- TV. Um, I will say I did... 
when I when I'm sitting here looking at it, I did see a the first one, Dennis the Menace Strikes Again. It's probably the first one that I saw, which is a sequel to a Dennis the Menace movie that had been in the theaters in the 90s, not the TV show. I should point that out. Um, and Lake Placid. Oh my god, Lake Placid. I hope you've seen Lake Placid. You're she a was horror in... fan. She fed her husband to the alligator. And she called them her babies, and she's sitting on the deck playing with them with her little toes. Why didn't I know that was bad? I've seen that one time, and I saw it in passing, and I was like, this is a weird movie. I don't I don't know. <laughs> I've seen that movie so many times because Betty White feeding her husband to an alligator was insane. Shit! I somehow have managed to miss a wonderful thing. <laughs> took it for granted. I took it for granted. <laughs> Um, it's one of my favorite memories of her. I love that. Um, she was in Whispers and Elephant Tale, which was a live-action Disney film. Uh, she did the voice in Tom Sawyer, the animated movie. Uh, Wild Thornberries, of course, we already knew she did voices. She was in Return to the Batcave with the misadventures of Robin Hood and, yeah, of, of Adam and Bert. Which wow! I, which I taped, I taped that originally too, and I have it on DVD. Um, uh, I don't know. She was apparently in a documentary called "Your Mommy Kills Animals." That's yeah. <laughs> I would look it up, knowing she likes animals. I'm assuming that that's not what we think, but you never know. Uh, was she part of uh, at some point? I don't know. She did She's secretly a, a peta op, and she dumps red paint on rich people in her spare time. Go, Betty White! She was used as the American voiceover in Pope Ponyo, the Miyazaki yeah. film. Yeah, we yeah. just watched that last we, night, and we it's watched it over Thanksgiving. I love Ponyo. Just makes my heart happy. Like it's it's adorable. She of course was in the proposal, which I mentioned, um, which I watched today. Uh, prep and landing. Operation Secret Santa. If you've never seen the Prep and Landing cartoons, you should. Um, I'm not a big Christmas person, as we all know. Prep and Landing is hysterical. It's a set of four Disney cartoons. Absolutely hysterical. Um, the Lorax, yes. Uh, the, the 2012... Oh, the Lorax. Correct. Yeah. It is um, a peta documentary. She was a narrator for Letters to Jackie, remembering President Kennedy. Oh, shit. But that just brought flashbacks to happy, yes. <laughs> so did I. It wasn't just me. Oh, my lord. Look at the cover of this thing. This is wildly. Um, shit. <laughs> Peta. You guys are terrorists. Love you uh, so much, but you're terrorist. She was in a special called Betty White Goes Wild. Betty White Goes Wild? What? Yeah. Questions. So many she, questions. In Toy Story 4, she voiced Bitey White. It's not Toy Story 4. Who the fuck is Bitey White? Who was that? I and saw that. For this year, her final film is Betty White A Celebration. Which she'd already filmed a good portion of this for her birthday, and it was supposed to be a hundredth birthday celebrated with at the movie theater because her ninetieth 
was on TV. What are you doing? I knocked this the is cat what off. I found. Oh. What did you do? I don't know what she did. I see a watch stream, though. Me too. I should have screen shared. <gasps> oh! What the hell? Oh, did open you, your mouth. Can I'm you over see it? it. Yeah. Is, is, it, is it a movie? It's at a comics presents. Like, this is what I found. And it's. It, this seems to be like a comic. Like, too. Your mommy kills animals. Huh? It's in depth look at the animal rights movement. Yikes. Oh, it, it is scary. a documentary. Look at that. That is amazing. I mean, looks, the artwork is amazing. Yeah, the artwork is amazing. Trippy as fuck. I can't wait to watch it. That is going in my back pocket. Her Mommy Kills Animals has played at multiple film festivals, including Hot Dogs, Canadian... Oh, oh, okay. Is it released? Hmm. It's taken from controversial here. Yeah. Oh, your mommy kills animals DVD 2006. Ah, oh, eBay. Oh got it. my god, that is got it in real time. Oh, oh, that is hysterical. Oh, I need to buy this. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. Like, I'm all over that. That's that. I need to know. I am traumatized and fascinated. I, I don't going, know. I'm going to eBay right now because I feel like I need to own that. That was some wild artwork that we that just looked at. Cool. It was, uh, guys. That was cool. You got to link that artwork into the general chat, because that was, that was some crazy artwork. I will definitely drop it into the general chat, because I found it, and I was like, no. And then I read it, and I was like, oh, but it is, though. <laughs> oh, no. It's not expensive. It's only $9. Wow. That's not that's oh, $5, or best <laughs> offer. Oh, four ninety nine. Oh, but they have zero feedback. Do I trust oh, that? No. Even though it was five bucks. Don't do it. Don't do it. You have a your own entertainment system in your room. The most I have a very accessible thorough list. chronicle of animal rights ever put to film. Most expressive chronicle, and it's by Peta. So you know, I mean, their paint's gonna fly, heads are gonna roll. God damn it. I now own it, though. You're a scary people. Yeah. Well, we're yeah. going to have to watch that and talk about it. Oh, my goodness. That's going to happen. <laughs> so this is what the cover will look like? Oh, oh it, it, it kind of shows up. A... She's got the rabbit, too. Okay, yeah, that's it. Yep. Oh, my well, it's I'm yelling. Okay, every this is not a visual media for those of you listening, but the the oh, uh, the yeah. art. This, the art made me buy a movie. Yeah, and we will link it, but it is like there is a dead rabbit, and it's your mom. Like, think your mom preparing dinner, but not bought from the grocery store violently in your kitchen. It's very upsetting. <laughs> it's very funny. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting a look from my child. It's funny because it's true. No, no. I can't tell you how many times I came home from school to a bucket of dead rabbits on my kitchen counter. Listen, I'm so listen. There's a place for all of God's <laughs> creatures, left to the stuffing and potatoes. Anyway. 
stuffing potatoes with the rabbit? Who doesn't want stuffing and potatoes? You need yeah. that, even with the yeah. rabbit. But we never had it with rabbit. Wow, that's sad. We just didn't. I think you're supposed to eat rabbit with like carrots. Yeah, we usually had carrots. It's very, it's very dark meat. Okay, so this whole conversation is reminding me of this terrible anyway. corny joke, which I need now no. to play on you. Oh, yes. Guy hits a rabbit with his car. He's just watching. He gets out of his car, takes a little bottle, pours it on it, and the rabbit suddenly hops up, and he starts hopping down the road. Then he turns around, and he waves. And then he hops down the road, and he turns around and waves. And the little kid is in awe, and he asks, he goes, Mister, what's in the bottle? Well, it's a bottle of hair restorer with permanent wave. Mm. <laughs> oh, dear. That's, that's not appropriate. <laughs> What? How is that inappropriate? It's so punny. (laughs) Punny. Okay. Anyway, moving on. Amazing. In recent dates, you may have heard me talk about it earlier. Betty White did get her own little golden book. It is still available. My little, it's my little golden book about Betty White. You really should get it. It's very cute. Seven bucks now for a golden book, by the way. Oh, that shit's going to keep climbing. It's gonna, well, no, I bought it, pre-ordered what is, what exactly it. What exactly is a golden book? Huh? What exactly is that? Golden book? It's a golden book? What is what? it? What is it? It's, it's a kid book with a golden spine that every child in America has had since okay. the 1930s. Okay, I just want to make sure it was the same thing that I was thinking of. Oh, is it? Yes. Oh, good. I do not possess one, so. I have a Betty and White nothing. one. Okay, good for you. Uh, oh, I have some Return to Oz <laughs> ones too, and a Ducktales one. Good for you. Oh, woo! <laughs> I love Ducktales. I know. <laughs> I have five. Do you want to understand we say Ducktales? Woo! Ducktales. Woo! Yes. <laughs> okay, I'm fine. It's fine. Life is like a hurricane. Even a berg. <laughs> That's good parenting right there. Yeah. That's good parenting. Hell yeah. Heck yeah. I don't swear in front of my children. Stop it. Don't worry about it. What? Betty White? <laughs> <laughs> well, well, well. That's how I know I can get away with it. That just makes me want to say fuck the fucking fuckers. <laughs> I lost her. <laughs> I have a special place in my heart for horror movies that let children cuss. It's my favorite. Oh, I love it. It's great. Yay. So, I think that that brings us through Betty White's life pretty well. I mean, she's super funny and super amazing, and we all knew that. Um, What do you guys have for thoughts? Is there anything I've left out that you guys think needs to be added? She's the best thing to happen before sliced bread. <laughs> do you know anything about her being, was she declared a national treasure? Did that happen? Did we do that for her before she passed away? I know that her hometown has declared Betty White's day. Um, that's amazing. And she that, deserves it. I think that's pretty cool. Um, I would like to think that somebody out there would like issue a postage stamp or something. Like, Dude, yeah. I'd buy the shit out of that. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. 
Like I, I, you know, I'm, I'm going to assume that more will be done with her passing because, truly, like when, you, when you stop to think about TV, you only, you know, even entertainment, you only have a few figures that literally pop into, up into your mind. But I like to think that Betty White is one of the older ones. Like her and Lucille Ball and Dick Van Dyke formed classic television, yeah. you know, really. There's mm-hmm. only a few people who have managed to transcend, like, not one, not two, careful. But, like, she's many generations. Lots of people know Betty White in some form or another. Even if you don't know, you know her. Chances are you've, like you were saying, she's done voice acting now. You probably have heard her. Yeah. Several times. Are you I pointing? Do you have Betty White in your basement? No, the Yosh. Pops. Hi, Yoshi. Yoshi. Ah. Yoshi. Yoshi. I didn't realize that Yoshi was in my frame. And I'm like, oh, Yoshi's there. If I move, I got a Duncan. <laughs> yes, you do. Yes, I do. Got a cat, a cat in a lap. It's better than a cat in a hat. You got a Lucy. <laughs> Oh, God, that Cat in the Hat movie was so terrible. It was horrible. Oh. But, yeah, no, like, every it's everybody, crazy. whether you consciously realize it or not, knows Betty White. Like, Yeah, like, it's... it's... And, and I'm glad to see that she had such a resurgence with mm-hmm. Hot in Cleveland and, you know, the proposal. Does and... it smell like pot in here? What's it to you? <laughs> she was so adorable. It was so much fun to just watch her be, like, the anti person she was that was fun she's just fun and she's to see someone in that world for so long like it's very it's pretty well known that prince rest in peace we love you so much was kind of in prince world he was kind of an out of head dude he made some He's out of prince he he was prince and uh, someone might have even been um Kevin Smith made a comment once where he said Prince's assistant said, you don't understand. If Prince wants a giraffe at 2 a.m., you get Prince a giraffe. He doesn't understand why that wouldn't be possible. He's been famous so long. And I feel like Betty White, like, that's that doesn't apply to Betty White as much. She stayed very grounded in the real world um, and very human. She's stayed very normalized as far as that. I mean, I never met her. I don't know. She could be a diva. We don't know. But she seemed very I mean, they published an article genuine. on her worth, and her worth was massive. Like, I want to say it was like $10 million or something like that, and she had a couple of houses and, like, all stuff. Had a you, would, you would never, ever <laughs> get that from her because she never put on airs. Never have I ever seen any negative articles about her being a diva over anything, or yeah, no, like she seemed very down to earth. She was like the country's grandma. She was awesome. The country's grandma. She was beloved and rightfully so. Honestly, it's one of the few people that's like, yeah, every every good thing absolutely earned. Mm -hmm. Of her so much, we will miss her. Yeah, we will greatly miss her. Yeah. But at least Golden Palace is now out for the rest of the world besides me to remember. Which I actually was kind of sad about. <laughs> well, Not it's an always, individual anymore. It used to be one of those things that was my little tidbit. And I would literally use the show and be like, ah, yes, but okay. do you remember Golden Palace? Oh, What's Golden Palace? You know, I 
Like, one of my first conversations with Jeremy, he had no clue Golden Palace existed. And he was the biggest Golden Girls fan. You like to hold that over everybody's head. I know something you don't know. (laughs) (laughs) He was so startled to see that it was real. and Like, it gave me something. It it gave me my own little piece of television history that nobody... And I think it got really looked over because it was directly after the Golden Girls ended. It was virtually the same show. It just jumped networks, which is one of the reasons why people didn't catch on. And because it got so... Everybody was just so mad that Dorothy wasn't in it at the time that they're like, they just all stopped, felt like everybody just stopped watching it. Mm-hmm. And Which is kind of surprising. I mean, Dorothy was a great character. I didn't mind her. I did end up, because if, if you do any research on Betty White, you're going to end up segueing into finding out other things about the Golden Girl. And she was a she was a wonderful woman who was also an activist. And actually, when I was reading about her, I was reminded a lot of family member of Keller's that passed away recently who's had a lot of similar very similar behaviors where there's a lot of activism but not a lot of talking about it and not a lot of wanting people to make a big deal yeah to make a big deal out of it there was a quote where they were like we put this thing in her name which she absolutely wouldn't have wanted but too bad which I thought was hilarious (laughs) and I immediately thought of her I was like I know someone who would have felt that way yep (laughs) <laughs> for sure Parker also played mod mod was a great show if you ever saw it um it lasted like five or six seasons and and b arthur was on star wars holiday specials so you know there's that too i still have not seen oh it. fuck like star wars star wars that's of course you yeah. star wars holiday special from 1978 oh damn yep i didn't know there was one but of course there was of course there oh was. it's terrible but i own it of course it was Oh, oh, George Lucas said if he could find every copy and burn it, he would. <laughs> he doesn't even want them to exist. He does not want it to exist. CBS had total control, which I oh. thought was, yeah, super fun. Super, super fun. Yay. I just got tracking for the Your Mommy Kills Animals. Um, Yay. I'm so excited about that. We're going to watch the shit out of that. It's going to be good. Wow. It was fast. Yeah. I hope it's real. I hope you didn't just give someone five bu- bu- bucks and they like send no, you up. Usually people print it out from their computers on at home, the tracking number. So it registers with USPS immediately. And then it once it starts to scan, then I get updates as it scans. And eBay protects you. They give you your money back if somebody doesn't send you something. Or if they only send you half a series when you're expecting all of it from the you know Germany. I would just want to send glitter from Germany. They only sent you half the box set. I I ordered a complete series of Spellbinder, which is a a Disney Channel. Disney Channel was big mid eighties to mid nineties of buying programming that was family oriented from other countries instead of using their own Disney programming, and they would throw it on and. An Australian TV show called Spellbinder was one of those, and Spellbinder didn't get a U.S. release. It got a Australian and a German release, and it's rather a expensive, which is why I didn't buy it until now. Um, but I got both seasons, or excuse me, I got one season, both parts, because they split into two parts, and um, I got it for 15 bucks with free shipping included, U.S., 
from Germany. And he only sent me half. Out of the two volumes, I got one of the two volumes. And then I had to argue... There wasn't even, like, a lot of them. (laughs) No, there's 26 episodes for season one. And it's split into two parts for the DVD Mm -hmm. release. And then I got part two and not part one. And it was like, yes, I didn't pay a lot for it. But that's not the point. I waited 15 years since its release because I didn't want to pay the price everybody was asking. Right. So supposedly I'm now getting a replacement. Of course, if he just said it in the first place. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> That's Richard Grant for the day. That's Richard Problems. You'd be amazed. Germans be sending half box sets. And if just you haven't German seen really Spellbinder, you really should, because Spellbinder's about this... It's a teenage series, and it's about a kid whose father does a bunch of... Uh, he's He's a scientist at some lab in Australia. And he accidentally opens a portal on a field trip to an alternate reality, and he gets sucked into an alternate dimension. And it's not a progressive dimension. It's more like he got sucked into the Middle Ages, even though it was 1995. Yeah, I know a book like that. Sorry. Yeah. Um, Actually, yes, yes, um... Very surprising that there were shades of Spellbinder in your, in your story. It's funny, because I've never read Spellbinder. I've re- watched Spellbinder. I mean, they're very different, so there's that. You can tell you didn't copy. Yeah, I don't... never didn't know it existed. Right. No, lightning hit... They, they pull a prank, and lightning hits the cord. It hits the power line, which sends electricals down the cord, and creates the opening into the... There's no electrical shocks in there. Yeah, there's none. So, you know, either way, it's a fun series. The only problem with getting a German version instead of the U.S. is that the theme song is not our theme song. And that's kind of a bummer because I like our theme song, but whatever. Beggars can't be choosers, and they're going to release it any here anytime soon. I want it all, but I can't have it all. What? Don't break my heart like that. I'm sorry. <laughs> Listen, I've determined that I'm only 1,500 DVDs away from having all the ones I think I need. You think, you think but they're going to make more, so... mind-blowing to me. I have over 19,000 discs. No, you said that. That's mind-blowing. Mind- 19,000 discs. I'm telling you, eventually, you're going to have to open up a museum... Because your I other half is going to be like, don't I? no. You do pretty much have a museum. Josh doesn't realize that he's basically bought you a museum, and you guys are going to have to move into the pool house. I've been told by so many people, because I'm the one that decorated the house, and they come through, and I keep getting told, it's like you're, we're walking through a museum. And each time I feel so flattered. It's like, I don't think I've ever been told such nice things before. <laughs> you're like, it was like, I always... <laughs> I really have always wanted to live in a museum. You don't understand. Like, that the house is, like, you don't realize people live there, except that, like, the kitchen is, like, Josh's domain, so you can tell people live there. Like, like, like The rest is, like, display visual audio museum. Yeah. Keep things tidy. I very, try very hard to make sure nothing gets moved, everything has its place, and I'm not the kind of person that likes to reorganize, like, when I set it there, ten years later, it should still be set there. For me to be happy. (laughs) Him and I literally spent 20 minutes one night 
deciding if a table should be turned one direction or the other direction. Yep. <laughs> no, you think I'm kidding. You A-type people. You A-type <laughs> people. I'm like, I don't know. Throw it in the house. It'll find a spot sooner or later. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> no, we literally stood there and we're like, well, how's it look from this angle? What if we turn it this way? No, we have to go on the other side of the room and see how it looks from this angle. Okay, now we have to turn it around the other way. Like, literally, it took us 20 minutes to place this fucking table. <laughs> does it look good now? Do you yes. like your table? Yes, it does. It looks great. <laughs> She'd say that anyway. Like, if you look behind me, you can see this side is very organized. It's beautiful. And Your that house looks side gorgeous. Looks like a little bit of mess. And that little bit of mess in the closet is Josh's stuff that he hasn't put away yet. Isn't that away? Is that not away? It is, but it's not. There's boxes. You can see boxes. It's away. Yeah. But look how nice this side looks. Not away enough, goddamn. This side looks nice. <laughs> so you made me have a heart attack uh, if you came into my house. I was just going to say the same thing. I was like, we should, you know, it would be a horror movie. We should just have Richard come into our house and then leave him in it. Yes. Tell him he can't touch anything. Yes. Like, you just have to sit in this, enjoy. And then we'll film it. Yay, bonus content. Wow. Wow. We'll do a Facebook Live. We'll just put Richard in one of our houses and just let it go. I'd clean it. You know I would. I know. <laughs> you would come back to a spotless house. I know. That's what my mom does. If you leave her alone anywhere, she will organize your house. So you don't understand, like when I when I was being raised, my my parents were my father was very much a neat fanatic, and like if we didn't pick up toys, like I think I may have told you that he used to throw things in the fires in the in the wood stove, like yeah. If if your toys weren't picked up and he'd come out in the middle of the night and step on it, but it's a little more difficult than just that because my bedroom was the living room. Because they gave my bedroom away to a kid who needed a place to stay, and my parents let him come live with us, and they put me in the living room and gave him the bedroom. So morally I conflicted by that entire situation. Yeah, right. Yeah. So yes. So that there were little issues there. So in order to have everything, always had to be in the exact place it had to be, or my stuff could potentially be thrown out. So I, I tweak a little bit. So everything has to be. And then I remember there were instances like at one point we had a trailer that was carpeted and my father got furious that I apparently missed a spot on the floor and he made me vacuum the floor 150 times. So yeah, um, I've, I've had very much a lot of stuff. There's a lot to unpack there. Grained in me, like I won't go into a lot of the stuff that he did because I don't like him or give him the time of day, even though he's dead. Um, you you can Fair ask Keller; she, she'll tell you I don't appreciate yeah. the man. But no. I, I will say that there was a lot of emotional, probably what you guys would call abuse, easily that happened amongst other stuff. My my dad was, you know, not not sexual, but every other type of abuse there probably is was my father. So, you know, I like things tidy and organized and clean. You have ingrained behaviors due to I, I, yeah, things. Absolutely. So, sure. you know, 
So you stick me into a messy. And it is funny though. I'm really fast. So you stick me into a messy room. It'll be clean probably within an hour. Um, this would still be great bonus content, actually. <laughs> like let's time lapse. How quickly, Richard how, how, can organize. How quickly I can clean. Well, you see how quickly I can find stuff and buy it. <laughs> it is, never... That's one of my favorite things to watch you do is real time. Be like, got it. Okay. You like mine? Well, yeah. this is great. I heard uh, Keller and Jeremy called me one day and they were talking about this movie. And I'm like, what on earth are you talking about? We need this for bad movie night. And I'll, you know, I, I'm sitting here doing just what I did on the phone. I was like, oh, buy it, click. It's like, own it. And they're like, that was so fast. It was the Space Niger movie. I'm going right. to say the real title. Correct. <laughs> I don't even know how I found it. Right. You set him off with a premise, and he still was like, "Oh, I got it." Jeremy and I were like, "We found this bad movie," and then we messaged uh, Richard, and we're like, "Oh my god, we need this for bad movie night. Can you find it?" And literally, not five minutes later, he's like, "Not only did I find it, I bought it. It'll be here Tuesday." And we're like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> so, what a superpower most, to have! So, my most interesting one to date. Uh, the other night, I'm sitting there watching TV with my friend Dave, and I suddenly get a text from my cousin. And she was, says, you sometimes can find things. Can you find me these? And she sends me a picture of a woman on some YouTube video playing tarot cards. Okay. okay. Now, she had Googled and tried to find the tarot card using the image. Apparently, that's a thing on some phones or something. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah, can, you can Google oh, image back search. So that failed her. You, She could not okay. do it. So, this is the most interesting one yet, and honestly, it took me an hour to find them. Really? So, this was not an easy find item. So, I finally asked her after 20 minutes of searching and not finding anything with the image. I was like, well, can you send me to the YouTube video? So, I went to the YouTube video, and I managed to get a screenshot of sort of a half of the back, so I kind of knew what it liked. And I got a screenshot of four of the cards that were laying out. Instead of just the one. So then I started Googling tarot cards under images. And I'm looking for anything that I think looks like it. Well, finally, I found a tarot card that looked like the same illustrator. Like, I could have said, I'm very certain that this is the same person. Wasn't sure, so I clicked into it. Followed the link, found out the name, grabbed the name, took it up and, and pasted it into a search box. And then went through f items for sale and started to scroll down through and found other decks. And then I saw a deck that had the back of the card. And I'm like, oh my god, yes. And it was on Etsy. So I clicked the Etsy link and apparently it's some kind of he printed a limited amount of decks that were personalized or something before releasing a regular set. And that set was $480 for a tarot card set. But as I was going through the pictures, I Shit. found her card. So I sent her the link, and she's like, holy crap, you found them. And I'm like, yeah, it only took me that long. So then I went over, and I started to research his name when I found his website and found out that they made regular editions of the set, and they were 50 bucks. And so we went from 400 to 50 but nice. all within an hour's worth of time. But I was like, if I can find that from a goddamn screenshot, I probably can find anything. Right? <laughs> 
I was just thinking that. I'm like, you should do this for a living. Fuck it's you. like, I have never been right? so proud of myself. Yeah. Ever. As I was at that moment. I'm like, wow, that didn't take me all that long. No. That's freaking crazy. Holy cow. Well, and but, to do it from an image back search is very impressive, especially tarot cards are kind of hard to. I only had half the back from the screenshot I managed to get because the video was very, it was hard to see. Yeah. And so I just needed to find something similar, but I am glad that I was able to recognize the artist's work and then followed that because at that point I was almost about ready to turn in my search card because like I can't find this. (laughs) We can't have that. Correct. (laughs) It was like I like to think that if it exists on this planet, I can find it. Right. It's the superpower, man. Richard. <laughs> they do. Yeah, fun facts. Fun facts. I can find anything. Yes. Yay. It might take me a while. You know damn well if I can't find it that there's a problem. Right. It doesn't exist if you can't find it. Like Meet the Muncies. It took lost. me 22 years to rack up find that movie. <sighs> That's a long you time. You found it? It's a thing? It exists? Oh. Oh, it existed. It was uh, on the Wonderful World of Disney in 1986. Has um, Nana Vista and Vanna White. <laughs> and it was an hour-long proposed pilot. They only shot the pilot, showed it on the Wonderful World of Disney, and never picked it up as a series, and then buried it. I finally got it. It exists. <laughs> that poor child. <laughs> Honey, you stomped on him. Hold on. Poor cat. Oh no. Hope the cat's okay. I think I think I think the child is more upset than the cat is. He seems like he's very upset. I hope the cat's okay. Kitten's okay. I hope the kitten's okay. Okay. Kitten's okay. I think I think her son is more upset than anything. Honestly. That's super fair. Yeah. Hey, buddy. That poor kitten. So um who's who's more upset, the kitten or the kid? The kid, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, the kitten looks fine. Yes. Oh your son does not sound happy. Son or the cat? I think it's the son. Both yeah. Um I have to let you guys go. Okay, <laughs> but this has been a fun episode, though. It has been. It fun. was. The next week we've got your movie, right? Oh yes, the movie that I ordered today. Yay! <laughs> I don't know how long it'll take to get here, but the movie I ordered today. Okay, but that's what we're doing next week. What's it called? The 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 room? No. Invitation. 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 Now, have you gotten a hold of your copy yet? Stop squeezing it. I have, um, I'm going to buy it on Amazon Prime. I think I could do that. Oh, right? okay, cool. I didn't think it was available, so. Oh, oh I thought I had to... Perp, uh, I, I had to buy it, but I bought the DVD. To do... Yeah, it is on Prime Video. Okay. For you. Okay, well, ours should be in, I'm going to say probably, if I ordered it today, probably Tuesday or Wednesday. 
So we'll. Have oh, yeah, time. it's only like seven ninety nine. It was more expensive That's the other terrible day. Terrible for a rental. <laughs> That's to buy it. To rent it is three ninety nine. And wait a minute, it's seven dollars and ninety nine cents to buy. One guess. His wife among the hosts begins to fear. Yeah, this is it. Why did the price drop? Wasn't it more expensive the other day? Twenty five dollars. That's why I bought it on Am- uh, Am- the other one for seventeen. Interesting. What happened? Anyway, the invitation. We'll look into that. Digital copy or physical copy, though? It's a digital copy. It wouldn't be a physical copy. Oh, okay. So, so the DVD still would have cost, but seven dollars for a rental, even of a of a digital copy, is expensive. At least I feel. Yeah, I mean it's bucks, but you know what? I've heard great things. I'm I'm stoked to watch it, so it's fine. Which is why, yeah, yeah, DVD is twenty dollars and seventy cents. <laughs> okay, that makes more sense. Yeah, for you. So it was still worth it. Still committed. Exactly. Okay. All right, guys. Betty White well, forever, guys. Yeah, Betty White forever. Yay, Betty White. Loves Betty. Feels super sad. Oh, you guys should go see her movie tomorrow. It's only in theaters. T- oh no, yes, it's only in theaters Monday the seventeenth. Is it? Yeah. Okay. And you okay. you and Jeremy are going to that, aren't you? Yep. Yep. I have tickets. Cool. So we'll have to quickly recap that. Yeah. In the next episode. Definitely. Yeah. I didn't realize there was going to be an in-theater movie. Yeah. Well, she was doing it for her birthday. She was already had it planned. And they had half of it, over half of it filmed. And... It. You got to follow through. Yep. Exactly. Cool. All right. All right, Thank guys. Until then. Hey, until then, a blast yeah. as always. Until next time. <laughs> <laughs> Click Bye. Critics away. Bye. Bye.